Welcome to SNS Sister to Sister Podcast. This week, we are turning negative self-talk to positive self-talk, as well as setting realistic goals. My name is Sharonda Mahan. I am the mother behind the brand of Jalen's Bakery. I am also a business consultant. I help small business owners take their idea and bring it into reality. Hi, my name is Stephanie Reske, and I am the owner of Rebellious Hair and Skin Care and the owner of Best Youth Fitness Program. Today's topic will be over health and wellness, and I will key in on setting realistic goals with efforts to maintaining fitness and overall healthy eating habits. S and S, sister to sister, serving food for thought. Come grab your dinner. S and S, sister to sister, best of the best in the public figures. S and S, sister to sister, learn to invest in the one in the mirror. S and S, sister to sister, tune in, press play, and may your days be richer. S and S, sister to sister, serving food for thought. Come grab your dinner. S and S, sister to sister, best of the best in the public figures. S and S, sister to sister, learn to invest in the one in the mirror. S and S, sister to sister, tune in, press play, and may your days be richer. to go ahead and go a little bit back. So last week I spoke on where self-talk stems from and this week I'm going to go over and discuss ways to turn that negative self-talk into a positive self-talk. The first thing that you want to do is identify. We're going to have five main words that I want you guys to really focus on. That first one is identify. So identify the triggers that lead to negative self-talk. It may be certain people, certain scenarios. Uh, those things may increase your self-doubt that can lead to negative self-talk. So once you're able to pinpoint those experiences, you're able to place yourself in a winning position. So that first one is identify. The second word is reflect. You want to reflect on how you're feeling at all times. During those bad times or bad events, you want to evaluate how you're feeling about yourself and why you're feeling that way. Consider ways that you can turn that negative into a positive at all, every moment because eventually it will become a habit of yours. The third word that I want you guys to focus on is outlets. Find outlets and this is extremely important in any uh, circumstance find outlets that help you to feel good about you that may be a friend that allows you or helps you um, to see the positive that's within you or maybe it could be a comedy show that you turn on that makes you laugh or turn on some music and just dance away those negative feelings so finding those outlets are really important the fourth thing ties into the previous, which is surround yourself 
with positive people. And you may not realize it, but the people that you talk to on a daily basis really help to mold you into becoming the person that you are. So that is extremely another very important keyword that I want you guys to focus on. The fifth one is positive affirmation. Now this one is going to be more like a mirror. So you want to post small reminders of inspirational um, images or words and place them literally on your mirror or your door. Something that you will easily see every single day. And these are going to be reminders of your success. These are going to be reminders of your greatness, your strength. You need to have those things to be able to reflect on, to be able to help you in those times where it may feel negative. It's going to help you to turn those things into positive because it'll give you the strength that you need. So again, identify, reflect, outlets, surround yourself with positive people and positive affirmations. So those are the main things I want you guys to focus on. I feel like that is a lot in itself. So I'm just going to leave it right there. So if you go back to last week, again, we spoke about where the self-talk comes from. And today we just went over how to turn those negative self-talks into positive self-talks. Very good, Sharonda. A lot of people have been talking about positive affirmation in the year 2021. You hear so many people talking about that on social media or just in passing. Um, I have a question for you in regards to positive affirmation. Oh, yes, please. Uh, how do you think a person go, how can a person go about creating or learning how to develop positive affirmation? So one thing that I would do, um, a lot of times people feel uncomfortable in the beginning. Um, I would say just adapt a positive affirmation that you find on Google, a simple Google search. Something simple like I am happy. That is a positive affirmation that anyone can say, write down, and at first you might feel strange and silly, but continue to say that over and over again, I am happy, I am happy, I am happy. In those moments where you don't feel happy, that I am happy affirmation will help you to feel a lot better in those situations. So it really depends on what it is a person is going through because everyone will have different affirmations. Maybe you'll have something that has to do with money or maybe you have something to do with happiness or sadness or um, exercising or anything. That depends on what kind of affirmation you need. But a simple Google search, type in Google, Google is my best friend. <laughs> and uh, I would literally go in there and say, uh, 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 affirmation for happiness and there will be a, a plethora of answers that will pop up that a person can use and it makes it super simple you don't even have to dig deeper and, and do anything of that nature it's just simple right there so that would be my first step to go ahead and do that if you can't think of anything on your own as far as how you're feeling and if you're feeling down think of the uh, adverse effect of that and use those words and say what you need to say to help you feel better for yourself. If you can't think for, uh, for what you need, then go ahead and Google it. So in other words, you're talking to yourself. <laughs> no, I'm Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And you know what? We talk to ourselves more than we even realize. I feel like um, even as I'm 
doing this podcast, I feel as though I'm thinking like, okay, I'm going to do good. What am I thinking of? How's Mm -hmm. my voice? How's my tone? What am I going to say next? And I'm constantly thinking to myself. So subconsciously, we we are already talking to ourselves more than we even know or are aware of is what you're saying. Exactly. Um, Just last week when we spoke about how we get our self-talk from maybe our parents and other people, and we didn't even realize those things. So as you get older, it's more of a subconscious thing that we do, and we may not even realize that we're having these negative thoughts. We're just having, we feel bad, and so we're trying to figure out why we feel bad. It's because of how you're speaking to yourself, the things that you're thinking about yourself, (laughs) and those things become feelings. I would agree. So in other words, positive affirmation, it is one's ability to build themselves up. Yeah. You're building yourself at that moment. Okay. Okay, great. Yeah. Um, uh, Sharonda, would you say that um, the average person is aware of the company that they keep and how it may affect them? From my experience, I would say a lot of times people don't realize how toxic their friendships are until they start to grow. Um, Sometimes you might be in an an environment that's very toxic and a lot of people stay and they remain in that toxic environment until they grow out of that toxicity. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people do not realize how much the people around them actually affect who they are. They might feel like they're disconnecting from that gossiper type of a friend. And they say, Oh, that's only my friend, you know, that I gossip with and I'm not that type of person, but slowly people in category. Right. Yes. Okay. Right. That's my party friend. Okay. Right. That's the friend I only party with. Exactly. That's the party I friend I gossip with. Right. I heard that. You hear people say that. Okay. Yes, definitely. And they try to disassociate themselves, but really it's it's something there that's connecting the two. So it, it really does make a difference and uh, people don't realize that at all. Okay. Well, good answers. Uh, I think you've answered both of my questions very um very well and in depth. So I really appreciate you being able to um, respond and hasty, really good information that you're putting out, um, making people become more self-aware. I think oftentimes uh, we're not aware of the company that we keep. We're not aware of why we're not flourishing. So good job. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for those questions. Those are good questions. Have me on my toes. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, so um, last week, you guys, uh, I introduced you guys to health and wellness. We discussed that there were five components of health and wellness, being physical, emotional, social, spiritual, and intellectual. And uh, we we talked about how important it was that these five components align. We discussed poor dieting, limited physical activity, being inactive, We discussed uh, the importance of identifying triggers and distractions to why a person cannot uh, stay the course when it comes to fitness or their healthy journey, their healthiness journey, should I say. Today, we're going to talk about um, setting realistic goals and what that looks like. So I'd like to go ahead and introduce to you guys all some um, key modules. For instance, setting realistic goals you have to set goals that are healthy, that are attainable, and are achievable. 
a lot of times we don't set goals that are healthy. We don't set goals that we even think that we can achieve. Uh, we set goals that are unrealistic. And then ultimately, due to that, we fail and we fail drastically. Uh, we can apply that to our personal relationships, our personal lives, but it's very important in the um, overall physical aspect of wanting to become a healthier you, whether it's your diet or your ability to go to the gym every day or complete the workouts that you said that you would want to complete. Um, if you don't set realistic goals, at the end of the day, you're going to feel burnt out and you're just not going to want to do what you said you would do. So the number one rule is setting realistic goals overall. You want to set goals in increments until you conquer them. So sometimes you hear people say, oh, you know, well, I'm 200 pounds and, you know, uh, this is the heaviest I've ever been. And my goal is to be my high school weight. Y'all want to be the high school weight, right? And so uh, the, the high school weight might be 150 pounds. And we're like, well, I'm going to lose this 50 pounds in the next six weeks. Well, is that a healthy goal overall? It sounds good, but is it healthy? Uh, is it really attainable? Is it something that you can really achieve uh, a 50 pound weight loss in a six week duration? Um, and when we don't hit that goal, a lot of the times we're discouraged. We don't stay the course. Um, and, and it causes us to uh, go on yo-yo diets. And yo-yo uh, dieting is when you lose a little weight, then gain it right back. Lose a little weight and gain it back. And a lot of times you see that in individuals because they want to achieve a goal that's really not realistic. They step on that scale. They've lost three pounds in one week and they don't lose another pound, you know, in the next week or two. And now you're discouraged and you might revert back to some of your poor eating habits or you may begin to skip days in the gym or whatever your uh, workout routine may be. It may not be the gym. It may be um, outdoor physical activities. So I would say uh, consistency is key. Last Friday, we spoke about consistency and how important it was to remain consistent because without uh, being consistent, we've already said that you won't be able to develop discipline. You must be consistent to enter the phase of discipline. Discipline is very important when we're talking about um, staying the course with eating healthier and remaining physically uh, active. So staying the course is really important. Um, some people want really fast results. Many people want microwavable results with no work ethic, meaning you want a fast uh, result and you don't really put any work behind it. You know, it's just like, oh, I ate healthy for two weeks and, you know, I worked out six days out of 10 and I should have lost 10 pounds by now. That's not realistic. And it's, it's really not even, um, it's not healthy when we're talking about long-term results. Um, and a lot of times, again, this comes from a lack of discipline, simply not wanting to put in the work. As a result, this, this creates the yo-yo dieting that we talked about, and you're never going to hit your goal that way. Um, to prevent this, I want to discuss and give you guys tips on how to prevent the things that I've just talked to you guys about. You have to give up short-term pleasures for long-term results. This is something that I mentioned last week. You must stay the course. And I'm going to always talk about staying the course, staying the course. That's part of being consistent is when you're doing the same thing and developing a routine and nothing's going to be able to take you away from that. So with that being said, uh, you must stay the course. And in order to stay the course, you must be consistent. 
consistency is key. Two words that you're always going to hear me talking about is consistency and discipline. They really go hand in hand. Uh, so you want to be consistent when it comes down to your food choices, what you eat and what you put in your body. That That's all determined by if you're able to plan ahead. I would suggest and recommend that in order to stay consistent that you're very selective of what you eat and that you're able to plan ahead in regards to what you eat. Um, that's when meal prepping comes into play. Um, sitting down and going to the grocery store or writing down a grocery list uh, with intentions of buying healthier foods. Not last minute grocery shopping and, you know, I said I was going to start on Monday, but now it's 10 Mondays for Monday. You get, you get my drift? <laughs> right. Uh, having structure. Having structure is really important with being consistent. Um, having a time frame of when you want to reach your goal. And again, that time frame must be realistic. So saying that you want to lose 50 pounds in six weeks really isn't realistic, but saying, hey, I'm going to set these small increments, which I discussed earlier, and say, well, I'm 200 pounds. I would like to be 150 pounds. I'm going to give myself five months to lose 50 pounds. With that being said, today is June the 4th. I'm going to give myself until July the 4th to lose about six pounds, six to seven pounds. That's realistic. Once you conquer that weight loss, you can say, okay, great. I'm now, you know, 194 pounds. What's my next goal for August the 4th? My next goal now will be, I would like to drop at least eight pounds. Then once you hit that eight pound marker, then you say, okay, well in September, all right, I've already lost a total of 14 pounds. Now it's September. And between August the 4th and September the 4th, what's achievable, what's realistic? If I go a little harder, if I stay the course, could I possibly drop 10 pounds in a four-week period? And healthy, in a healthy, healthy word, you can. And with that being said, now you're down a total of 24 pounds. See, that's setting realistic goals in increments. And now you're not looking at the total number of 50. You've chopped it down to small increments that are achievable and it's a numbers game, but it's more so a mental game. 50 just sounds huge, but the smaller increments are achievable and attainable when you look at them in smaller portions and just smaller numbers overall. Um, another thing that a lot of people don't think is important, but it's part of being consistent, is planning your day around your workout. Mm -hmm. Instead, many people plan their workout around their day. And that's just backwards. If you're planning your workout around your day, um, that's an issue because more than likely, everything else comes first and then I'll squeeze the workout in. You have to get to a point where you're so serious about being consistent that you plan your day. Uh, you plan your, your day around your workout. So meaning, listen, I have to be at work at eight o'clock in the morning. Uh, the commute is a 20, 30 minute drive. Got to get these kids up. Got to make uh, you know, lunch for the husband or got to make lunch for the wife. So that means that I got to be at the gym by 4.30 and, and back home by 5.30. So that's part of planning your workout around your day. Um, because oftentimes if we don't do it just that way, it won't get done. It won't get done. So that's all that I have for you guys in regards to the setting realistic goals. I, I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, I've given you guys a lot of knowledge here. 
Oh my goodness. I had some questions in there, but you totally answer them. Um, okay. <laughs> I really love that idea of, you know, cause sometimes that weight creeps up on us and we're like 50 pounds over what we desire. And what you said basically was instead of focusing on that big 50, you're going to break that down and you said like maybe 10 pounds, you know, within a, a few weeks, like six weeks or whatever the case may be in a month. And it makes that goal seem much smaller and more attainable than just looking at that big picture. You know, that's, yes. that's big. I really love that. Thank you. Thank you. I, it's something that I've used in my personal fitness journey and uh, it helps me not overanalyze things or become overwhelmed where ultimately I'll just say, you know, this is too big of a goal. I can't achieve it. So, right. I, and I like another thing that you said, it reminded me of uh, a quote. It said, don't be upset with the results that you didn't get with the work that you didn't do. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's like a lot I feel like a lot of people are that way and so what you basically said is is put the work in slowly but surely that consistency like you said that consistency will pay off and all you got to do is go ahead and sign up for best you fitness so you can get it together <laughs> definitely sign up with best you fitness I have some stuff for uh, everyone I have a um a packet with real food options and menus. It tells you what time to eat. It tells you how much to eat. Uh, everything's laid out with the ingredients and the measurements. And um, right now I have that five. It's actually a four-week packet with a bonus fifth week for free. So you're getting something for free in there. And I have that for $60. That's for the people who uh, maybe physically it's too strenuous to work out. You can't do that. Maybe it's some health-related issues to why it's a barrier. And so you might need to just start off with eating healthy. And remember, the uh, real work starts in the kitchen. So with that being said, I, I have that available, or maybe you already are uh, into fitness and your issue isn't becoming more physically active. Maybe it's your diet isn't where you want it to be. So that packet would be a great, uh, a great starting point for those individuals. And then I also have the packet that supports 14-day packet, which includes... Um, a workout routine for 14 days and a 14 day, 14 day uh, meal plan as well with accountability. So yes, that is available on uh, rebelliousheronskincare.com. And I also have my organic hair and skincare products on that website as well. I love it. So let me get this straight. You're letting people know not just what to eat, but when to eat so that that way the food that they uh, ingest is actually going to be helping them to get the most energy. Is that where the timing comes in? It is. So the, the timing is more so because a lot of the times uh, when we don't eat, when we're supposed to eat, then we overeat. Right. So you have some of the people are like, I'm not a breakfast person. That may be so, but I'm not telling you to eat a donut. I'm here to help you reprogram what you've eaten in the past, what you've ate in the past. So if you have something that can give your body fuel for the rest of the day, when lunchtime comes around, because I think it's fair to say we all pretty much eat lunch. <laughs> I don't think I really hear most people say I don't eat lunch as much as I've heard people say I'm not a breakfast person. Right. But oftentimes when you do skip breakfast, 
and you say, I'm going to eat lunch, you're starving or you're really hungry and you're overeating. And then we're also mimicking the same behaviors when it comes to dinner. And then you're going to bed eating dinner at eight or nine. You know, the average American doesn't eat dinner at five or six like we should. We do eat dinner late, nine, 10. Some people are not even eating dinner till 11. And you're going to bed with all this heavy food on your stomach. Then you're wondering why uh, you have uh, digestive problems. You're wondering why you have heartburn or why food is just sitting on your stomach and it's hard for your body to break it down. You're not even moving. So the time frame comes in place because for one, you're eating healthy foods and uh, it's not going to be heavy on your stomach and it's something to give your body energy and to give you fuel throughout the day. So for me, I say you eat breakfast about eight or nine. I'm not talking two, three uh, waffles. I'm not talking um, a big bowl of you know, grits with bacon and two, three cracked eggs and a piece of toast. You know, we're talking about eating something light. Oh, you're light. making me hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about eating something light that actually has a nutritional value, lots of rich nutrients, and it's fueling your body to get you to the day. Now, when it's lunchtime, let's say we eat lunch at 12 or 1. You eat that, you have a snack or so, and then you eat dinner at a reasonable time when your body's still active. Our bodies are not really moving at eight or nine o'clock at night. So I think that, you know, eating between the hours of five or six, you know, that still gives your body to burn that energy as well. So that's, that's where the time frame comes in at. Love it. Okay. I don't even think that people even understand the tie between the foods we eat and the way that we feel. You know, it might I, be good to eat, you know, those those big heavy grits and eggs and bacon uh, as it as we're digesting it at that time. But later on, it's going to make you feel maybe sleepy. What would you think about that? Like when someone's like, oh, oh I really love I can't stop eating this, but I'm feeling bad. Uh, I think that's really uh, I think that's that's very telling for one. When you say I can't stop doing something, well. This is just the honest truth. Anything that you can't fast from is an addiction. Ooh. So when we make statements like, I can't stop eating this or I'm craving this, think about what you're saying. Right. You're craving that? You can't stop eating? You don't have self-control? Right. These are things that I said, you know, that we have to break in order to be consistent, in order to have discipline, you know? Um, Heavy meals, just at the end of the day, it weighs our body down. It uh, actually decreases your energy and you don't feel good about yourself. I don't know how many times I ate poorly and I went to the gym or I went and worked out. And then I woke up in the morning and I still was really tired. Well, what did I eat before I went to bed? It kind of cross cancels when you're working out and you're still eating a lot of foods that just don't give you any uh, nutrients. You're eating, uh, you're eating unhealthy zero calorie diets, right. you know? Um, Meals, I shouldn't say diet, just meals. Um, it's a lot that goes into this. It's, it's, uh, it really is a science behind it. And it's really up to us to unlearn um, and reprogram what we eat and how we eat it and how often and to just have a little bit more discipline to get to where we want to be as people. Yes, definitely. I really appreciate being with you today. I love this talk. Um, I'm definitely have a, a page full of notes from the things that you stated. And um, this is really good. I'm really excited about what's to come next week. Um, I'm going to work on these things for the next week. I have some things to do. I got some homework from listening to, to you. And, 
<laughs> I really appreciate it, Stephanie. Um, thank you so much. If you guys want to hear more, go ahead and subscribe to our podcast. We are available on multiple uh, channels, so you guys can check us out. Um, we're here every Friday, so stay tuned. Thank you so much, guys. Nice speaking with you, Sharonda. It's always a great time catching up with you. Thank you. See you next time. Have a great evening, you guys. Bye-bye.